Hey guys, welcome to the show. You're listening to the Bella Italy podcast. Capita di rimanerci male per una discussione di non avere sulle cose la stessa identica opinione. Hey everybody, we are back around again. Brian and Anthony coming at you once again live recording. <laughs> Anthony, how are you doing, my friend? That joke, oh, it kills every time. Oh, every it? time. That's people, people turn in you. for that joke, I think. <laughs> I think every podcast, they can't wait to see what Brian says repetitively. <laughs> I don't have say any it again? Jo- Please, jokes God, are hard. no. <laughs> yes. Jokes are hard. I have no new jokes. We were just talking about that. So Brian and I, basically, every time there's a joke, it's either a Seinfeld or an Office (laughs) reference. And, uh, you know, uh, we don't have much of a library of comedic genius. So uh, thank you, Brian. And and most of those get edited out anyway, because they're just so inappropriate. like this. (laughs) (laughs) So much good stuff left on the cutting room floor. But here we are anyway. We start charging extra for those. (laughs) The behind the scenes. Nobody wants to see that. (laughs) Leave the curtain closed. Well, here we are again, and this time around, Anthony, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the wonderful uh, city of Venice. Venice, yeah. Venezia. See? Yeah, we, we've, uh, we've hit this before uh, in a different season, but as we're, as we're coming back around, uh, we're going to take a little bit different angle, different approach. You know, we're, we have been talking in this season, season three, if you're just joining us, we're about five episodes deep or so, six episodes. And in this season, what we're looking at is a 10 plus day um, yeah, viaggio, a trip uh, for folks coming over. Where do they? Where can they really easily get into the country, get out of the country? Um, and of course, talking about Rome, that's a major, major gateway. People often use that as their entrance or their exit. Or and or their exit, I guess I should say. Um, another major gateway is Venice, and so I, I definitely want to want to hit that. We we talked about Milan on the last episode. We're going to come back around and take a look at the lake area uh, around Milan here in another couple of weeks, and so we'll we'll bring back Milan again. Another uh, popular in and out now is uh, nowadays is Naples, and we're seeing some good prices there. There's there's a couple of cities that we generally try to stay away from. Uh, Florence is is small and a little bit uh, expensive here and there. I try to get in and out of Bologna, but not for international necessarily. A lot of mm-hmm. domestic flights here. I, I love the Bologna airport. Easy peasy. And uh, yeah, Venice is one of those good places. Even if you're not staying in Venice, it's easy to jump right on a train and get over to Verona, uh, head down, even a car service to Bologna, uh, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, on, 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 on average or statistically, how, how often are we using um, Venice as an entrance or an exit for our, our clients with Italy with Bella? What would you say? I would say about 70%. And I think what happens, and you mentioned it years ago, and you probably can speak to this a little bit, Brian, and uh, also Denise is with us today, is that years ago, customers always like, I got to get into Rome and out of Rome. And we have a lot of customers that still think that, right? They think entry and exit out of the same city because of the cost. But they don't take into consideration the amount of cost going from, hey, I'm up in Venice. I got to get back to Rome, right? So, yes, you're exactly right. Exit and entry points are you know, totally different nowadays in the way you look at booking. Just the simple part of getting in and out of Italy. Venice is definitely a good entry and a good exit point. And using that, what happens with our customers, they have this list of cities i.e. Venice and Rome. So how do we get, where do they come in and where do they go out of? And usually it's you know, 70% of that, they're asking about Venice and Rome. So we use that as an exit or an entry, like you said. 
Yeah. And I, I would imagine a lot of the time that we're using Venice as an entry or an exit, um, our folks are staying in Venice either on that front end or on the back end um, and sure. making use of the the fact that the proximity is there while you're you're there it's easy to just go ahead and and make your entrance into the lagoon and I, I do want to talk about um, you know after the break we're gonna bring uh, Denise on board uh, here for our conversations so, <laughs> back by popular demand we talked about this last week <laughs> we're gonna we look at what the, the crowd dip. and the fans want Bri. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to look at the dip in listeners. Oh, it's just Brian and Anthony this week. Wait till they have another guest. You know? <laughs> but well, we're going to bring her on because she's got some some great insight and perspective um, on the different quarters and things to do uh, in Venice. But looking at the big picture right now, uh, we we do a lot of times have Venice as part of a 10, uh, 14 day, 21 day trip as people are, are getting into the country and out of, it just makes sense. And there's so much appeal for Venice. And we, <laughs> you can go back and look at our previous episode on Venice where we gave it a rating and all of that. Um, and we gave a lot of contrast, pros and cons. But, you know, Venice remains a mainstay, whether it's your first time. It's a lot of people's bucket list to get into Venice and, and check out uh yeah, it's so novel. It's so iconic. It's so picturesque. Every little corner, every alleyway getting lost in the canals. And, you know, if you're going to, you know, deep dig deep into your pockets for that uh, gondola ride, you know, everything is a picture perfect moment. There's so much appeal, but there's also so much more that people never discover about Venice. It's funny. I had a call yesterday with a customer and like, oh, we've been to Venice. Well, how many days? You went two days. Okay. What do you think? Oh, that was okay. We don't have to go back. Or my husband, well, my husband's never been. And when I went with my son. I'm like, okay. And we had one of our colleagues. She just came back from Venice. She was there nine days. And that's all she did. And what happens with a lot of customers is they try to, and this customer wanted to do nine days in Italy and they wanted to hit like three or four cities. I'm like, you know. The more you deep, deep dive into a city or a town, the more you un, un, you know, discover and uncover things, right? There's so many you know, little alleyways, little islands that people don't go to in Venice. And right. you know, we'll talk right. about that today, you but you're time. exactly right. You need time. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, I, I think it doesn't get the do it it needs to, right? A lot of people say, mm -hmm. yeah, I did it. I checked it off. I was there for a day and a half. We walked around. It was crowded. You know, and I think Venice gets gets uh, the short end when it comes to that. Yeah, it gets a gets a bad rap, you know, and there's other concerns. There's environmental concerns, the mm -hmm. the cruise ships coming into port, uh, the rising tide, the flooding. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of, of different things happening. Uh, I understand that this year they're introducing a an entry fee. Uh, I believe it starts in April late April, uh, early mm -hmm. May, it's going to hit a series of weekends until midsummer. And, you know, it's, it's just five Euro, but they're trying to offset a little bit. The, the rising tide, <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, but it's funny. It's five uh, Euro people are spending a thousand dollars for a trip. And they're yeah. like, yeah, the, ta the taxi or the car service or, or even taking the five bucks. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll see Venice for five euro. I don't get it. It's not deterring yeah. people from going, you know? Well, it, it's a little bit of a tax or a fee, yeah. uh, like a toll road. And they're trying to mm. offset some of the changes, environmental changes also in bureaucratic it's and all, all of this that's happening. And, you know, the, the other bad rap, uh, just to talk about some of the negative first, since we're already, you know, we, we've already opened that box. Uh, uh, a lot of people's experience going to Venice is it's tough to meet an actual Venetian when you're there. Oh, sure. You mm -hmm. you don't meet a lot of locals. And, uh, you know, so you've got people commuting into the city. They're there just for the tourist activity and you get treated like a tourist. Well, I mean, come on, guys. This is this is 2024. This is Europe. Uh, this is, you know, uh, Europe is America's, uh, you know, 
sandbox. It's where Americans mm-hmm. go to play. And, you know, most uh, Americans are, like we talked about last week, uh, uh, the number two tourist that comes into Italy from outside. And so, you know, there, there's a lot of reason that, that, you know, people get tired of dealing with the tourist industry. But here in Italy, they're, they're still learning <laughs> that they need the, the tourism for their economy. Uh, I've gone through really rough uh, last uh, 10, 15, 20 years economically here. They need (laughs) the tourism. And so, you know, there's this love-hate relationship, just like we talked about in Rome. uh, It's getting harder and harder to find the places to go, where to stay, where to eat, if you want to have an authentic experience. And, and it's almost like the little mouse game. You know, we, we talked to one of our tour guides in Naples and what used to be the go-to, you know, maybe Spanish Quarter, Via Toledo, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's so commercialized now that, that the, the cheese has moved, so to speak. Yes. And if you want that authentic experience, now uh, we're having to go to different quarters, quartiere of the city. And, and the same thing happens in places like Venice and Rome. Even Rome. I mean, you just mentioned that. Um, and it, we do this with all the customers. And I'm like, listen, Trastevere is still a great section to go in Rome. But, you know, because of Instagram, it used to be all the local and the poor people lived. And, you know, you could walk around. You could still walk around, but it's crowded. You know, now we got to find you know, there's other quarters that we're looking at. And the same thing with Venice. Thank, right? thank you, bloggers, with your top 10 places <laughs> exactly. to go and things to do. Yes. Yeah. But that happens. You know, we, it, it, we talked about it last time as well, Chica that Jetta, it yeah. gets tough to, to find a good meal because yes. these places blow up. And this happens all over. It happens in Nashville all the time. You know, we, we said that a new restaurant opens up. It's great for a, a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two. And, and then all the problems start, the quality goes down because they're, they're trying mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, the appeal of the masses goes up. And so that they can't keep up with the demand at the same quality level they were at. And this happens everywhere. You know, it's not something that they're, they're not immune to that here in Italy. And so that makes the job difficult for us. The challenge, I'll say, yeah, is to yeah. find the other thing the is, is you say experience. that. Yeah, you say that. And I think the other thing is, is like, it's like Nashville here too. I'm looking at an Italian restaurant. I'm like these people don't know Italian food, so the ingredients instead of getting it zero kilometer, we'll just get it from a restaurant depot, right? So what happens is they need to get those profits up because they get taxed a lot in the Italian restaurants, right? These these businesses. So it's a catch twenty two. Like we're still getting the same amount of volume. Why are we buying the prosciutto from here, or why are we getting the duck here? Let's get the ingredients somewhere else at a lower cost. So the quality goes down and, you know, the Italians notice it, but the Americans won't because it's still the reviews and Instagram saying it's great, you know? It's yeah. Good. And so then, yeah. And the last thing uh, I'll say just on the the little rant here <laughs> that we're on about, you know, the, this is helpful perspective, <laughs> I think, for people coming into Venice. And, and even uh, if, you, if you've been to Venice and, and like you were saying about uh, a client that you spoke to the other day, if you're not convinced to go back, hopefully we'll get around to enough positives that you'll come back around and because there's so mm. much to to, to do and to see uh, Venice is an incredible global city and, and yes. worth uh, the hype. Uh, but knowing where to go, when to go, what to do um, and, and where to eat, all of that is going to have an impact on your experience level. And, you know, we, we've learned through the School of Hard Knocks uh, some of the things not to do. And, and I hope we're going to get into that today. So when we come back uh, in a minute here, we're going to have uh, guests with us again. So stick around. Stay tuned for that. fare sempre il primo passo e venirti ancora incontro perché come avere sete con il mare all right so we're back and uh, as you know a couple of weeks ago we had uh, uh, my partner in crime and my partner at Bella my wife Denise and uh, one Your partner of her favorite, in life my partner in life too um, <laughs> we have Denise here with us today and one of her favorite uh, places to go visit uh, every time we go is uh Ven- Venice. So, hi Denise. Hi. Thank you for having me back. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I wanted to jump into this conversation because Venice um, is special. Uh, you know, our first few years of traveling to Venice were 
as tourists before even Italy with Bella was a twinkle in our eye. We were just, <laughs> you know, vacationing and Venice was a stop on our list. Um, every movie that you see with Venice portrays it as this mysterious, charming, romantic place. And that's pretty much, um, I think when we are talking to clients now, they have that in their head and they also know it's a huge bucket list item because there is nothing quite like it in Italy or in the world. Um, and then when you get there, that, that jolt of people and without the knowledge, uh, that we had our first couple of times without that knowledge of where to go, stumbling around with the crowds, you lose the desire for to find the mystery. You lose the ambition for the romantic. You, it starts to become really intense. And um, we traveled there for, for, for our first few times with little ones, with extended family. And we would just, you know, I mean, there were moments we were just circling hours and hours lost and looking. And then you'd get to the big ticket items such as St. Mark's uh, Square, um, Doge's Palace, and, and you're seeing that impressive architecture and it blows you away. But then it it fades after a few moments. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. um, what I love about Venice is getting to know it and having the time mm -hmm. and then deciding, hey, I'm not going to be your typical tourist. I'm going to really get to know this location, this place, because I want that mystery and charm. And you know what? The longer I've been going, the, m the more I want to go back because it, it does not disappoint. Every time you watch those movies, like I, have, I don't watch them all because there's a lot of trashy ones. Book Club 2, uh, even on the way back from our last trip to Venice, I was on the plane kind of hitting Haunting in Venice. That was a bad movie. <laughs> bad. And, um, but it's just like all these tiny little alleyways and, and structures and the the darkness, the mystery, it captures that so well. And mm. so anyway, um, uh it can be done really well. And I think having the time and the expertise and the knowledge is what makes it really different. And I, I, I really get sad when people jump on a call with us and say, oh, I've been to Venice, hated it, don't want to go back there. I mean, it's yeah. hard to make so somebody. So unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. 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 So I, I hear you saying that it is absolutely worth the hype. And, you know, a lot of what you see in the movies, you know, James Bond films or whatever, whatever comes to mind, uh, it, it, it is every bit, you know, it, it measures up in, in real life. And every time I've been, I've had that sense. But there are a lot of challenges. And, and I think on, on this episode today, we want to help people navigate that a little bit. And, you know, speaking of navigation, because this is kind of a recurring theme, if you've only got 10... 12, 14, 21 day trip, and you're going to spend just a couple of days in a city, it makes sense to invest in a, an assistant, uh, tour guide, uh, do the, the transportation right so you don't have a lot of wasted time. Getting lost can be fun if you're not trying to get somewhere. You know, if you, yes. it can be a huge obstacle if you're trying to get to an appointment or, you know, to a reservation or, or what have you. And, um, you know, one thing that, that we do when we have our clients arrive in Venice, they, they get on that uh, scheduled taxi that they've already got reserved for them. There's an assistant to help them um, orient themselves as they're coming into the lagoon, depending on which quarter they're staying in, they, they're able to navigate right to their, their hotel or their B&B and, and put their bags down. And that assistant's also available even immediately after just to help them orient. Okay, here's the quarter that you're in. This is over here. If you need something here, here's the, you know, just get, get, you know, because uh, you just, a lot of times, uh, if that's your entrance city, you just got off of a very long plane ride. Oh, yeah. You're tired. Mm. You're sleep deprived. You're probably a little bit, uh, you know, uh, water deprived, you know, <laughs> and you're, so you've got hydration issues. You've got bathroom issues. You've got whatever going on is what I'm saying in a polite way. And, and you, you can have that sense of, okay, I, I just can't wait to get in and immerse myself because that, you know, but it's like, you know, eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning and mm -hmm. you're, you're tired and, and you need that little help. 
getting off the the flight and to your taxi and and into the lagoon and you know navigating just to help you enter and set up right you know there there's so many obstacles that you already went through to get there and and starting it off really sets precedent wouldn't you say yeah i mean brian you even we tested this in october mm-hmm. when you came in all right brian we want you a newbie coming into venice from sicily we were already there waiting for you and you even said, all right, let me try to get off the plane and see what it is like from a customer perspective. Now, you know, Venice, you've been there, but you even felt like, all right, definitely an assistance needed. You know, a little it, bit it of, oh, they changed it some, around yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it changed it around a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Italians aren't known for a lot of signage. <laughs> They're not <laughs> guiding you. There's no information booth really guiding you down. Yeah, and not updating <laughs> They the don't signs. update it a lot either. <laughs> no. So um, I, I definitely think, you know, where we can help you in an entry city or any new city is definitely needed to uh, get acclimated, you know, especially landing mm-hmm. there. So I think you're spot on there. And so, yeah, getting setting that that right tone in a low stress. This is what we're about, you know, especially on the on the business side with Italy with Bella. Um, we we're about providing that low stress, um, really immersive, authentic experience for people. But to do that, you've got to have that base of knowledge, and you've got to set yourself up for success. So. That said, um, kind of changing gears now, I, I want to pick your brains because I, I know uh, from a, a family perspective, even, you know, Denise, you mentioned a minute ago, bringing little ones. Um, talk to us about the the different options that you have as far as quarters and what you've learned over the years. Um, I know you're not staying, um, you know, build the contrast here because I, I know that, Anthony, you like staying city center when you're in Florence. You like the buzz, you like the, the you know, you want to open your windows and have a breathtaking view of the Duomo and all of that. Mm. But I imagine that's not the same in Venice. And tell us why. Yeah, I like the buzz, but I don't like the crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, there is there is a buzz where I can walk and be at a market. I can walk and be at a restaurant. But when it comes to Venice, it's just too much. It's 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 literally like being at a, a a Taylor Swift concert. You know what I mean? It's just crowded. You know what I mean? I want to if I want something, I'll walk into the crowd. If I need something at a Rialto Bridge or the Fish Market or whatever, but I'd rather be out in one of the quarters we we love, mm-hmm. right? And and still see the locals playing soccer. You know, sitting on the bench, passeggiata. Uh, you know, whether five o'clock, everyone's walking around, all the families come out. You don't see that in Venice, right? Near the Rialto Bridge. So I'd like. Being with the the quiet area, still having all the the, the accessibility to getting to where the crowds go. Mm. Yeah, Denise, and you, so. Denise yeah. you know, being in Florence in city center, it's the expanse. Yeah, and the the way the city is laid out, obviously it's wider. And then in Venice, you've got all these narrow areas to walk, so it does impact you so much more. That's true. Um, you know, my our recommendation when people are coming in by by flight into Venice and landing well obviously eventually at some point they're exiting and where are they exiting they're exiting why either they're only exiting one place Piazzale Roma where you would either pick up a car or that is adjacent to the train station mm-hmm. so that's your exit out so what makes sense for you if you have a um, little ones or if you have even on the older side uh, you don't want to be on the other side of the island having to think about that in an early morning departure out by train. So you want to yeah, be a lot of times somewhere the, close. The, the time mm-hmm. has a lot to do with that. The timing can either make you or break you mm-hmm. on stress levels and actually mm-hmm. being able to be there on time. Yeah, right. you got to be exactly. pay a lot of attention to that. Yeah, exactly. And if you're on the other side of Venice, say in the main hub of San Marco, which is where, you know, Anthony's talking about, um, you are having to add in that time to get to the train station in your early departure. Maybe it's by another private water taxi. Maybe it's by the Vaporetto system, which does suck up about a good hour. So mm-hmm. you have to keep that in mind. So for us, we've settled in on one particular area that kind of abuts the train station, but it doesn't hit yet San Marco. It's called Santa Croce. That's one of the sections. Mm-hmm. That's a, this a, is a quartiere. Of, it's a quarter. Mm-hmm. 
an Correct. area zone where mm-hmm. um and, and is are these are these quarters because there's what five major quarters um in Venice are these quarters sectioned six six quarters six, uh, six. are they sectioned off to where you know you're you're going from one to another or is it just uh you know loosely based on certain canals that people know and yeah. you wouldn't necessarily recognize that you've transition yeah. from one quarter to another. I think I think the way that I would help somebody with that is look up because they have these beautiful raw iron uh, street lamps set up high and each one has okay. a label on it and it has the initials of the quarter that you're in. So that can there be a good go. okay. indicator for you. Um, okay. But you know, on our September trip, we stayed in the Santa Croce area, our favorite, one of our favorite places. Uh, that gave our clients the opportunity to see children playing with the soccer mm, balls. Real life. Couples sitting, real yeah. life happening. They were thrilled by that. It actually transformed their whole experience there because they they would they would actually in you know involve themselves in those experiences. One of our clients was playing ball with the kids and the teacher was <laughs> teaching her class and they just loved that. We love it. And every yeah. one of them came away and went, I really love Venice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And then they did their, you know, one hour going to Rialto Bridge, going mm. to the market. Your and bucket they, list and, of and then the, they came the back places you've got to like, go. Yeah, Exactly. We're just going to hang out here, you know, and we're going to go to the local bar for a Pativo. We're going to have dinner here. And then we're going to, you know, watch the local band at night at the, the bar. It was it, it, exactly what Denise is saying. Um, but 90% of our customers that have been to Venice don't go to that area. You know, maybe it's too quiet. What mm-hmm. do we do in this area? You know, you know, mm-hmm. um, and even Denise uh, and I, uh, Judeca, which is mm-hmm. across the, if, if you're, if you're looking at San Marco, uh, um, it's, it's like a, I think it's uh, probably, you know, 10 minute boat ride across and we stay in the Judeca, which it means, I think it means Jewish. Um, and we stay in that area and it's all locals, right? And then if we want to go into the crowd, we just take a water taxi straight across in 10 minutes. So, mm. um, you know, so I, I, I love the idea of bringing up the quarters here because you're right. It, it's each quarter is different, right? Each quarter has a, a, a different feel to it. But feel. of course the, the main mm. quarter is going to be San Marco where, mm. where, you know, you're going to get most of what customers are going for. And, and of course, the other islands we'll talk about later. I and guess. to your point, when we stayed in Judeca, it was high season. We had two uh, elementary aged kids with us, our yeah. kids. Uh, that gave them the opportunity to have a breather because they, you know, we would go into the busy. And then at night or in the mornings when we were back at our our lodging, they were free to run. It was I no mean, one it was on the nobody island. Nobody there. It was but like it was literally yeah. just locals. It was mm-hmm. weird, um, and it was it was it was special. It was memorable because we were just hanging out with the locals there. I, I really like that. Yeah, and for a kid getting on to your morning transportation of your water boat, you know, the public public water boat with everybody else, it's yeah. kind of cool. That's yeah. an experience. It's it, I yeah. mean, it's again, you know, we we've we've said this for years, you know, that Italy is kind of Disneyland for adults, and but it is also, you know, in in certain areas for kids as well. It can be, you know, if, if you're from Nashville, landlocked Nashville, you know, central mm-hmm. in the United States, you, you get that that special experience of, yeah, we got to take a boat every morning in order to go into town. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's just something cool. It's something fun. It uh, yeah, you do need to watch for the amount of time that that's going to take uh, from your day. But the experience is memorable. And, and I love that we're bringing up, too, how important it is where we base out of. You know, we, we talk about this a lot of times on the macro level of, like we did last time talking about the Italian Riviera, basing out of a place like Santa Margarita instead of Cinque Terre, but then visiting Cinque Terre. And so, you know, here we're talking about more on the micro level, even in a in a city that is big, Venice is a big city, and learning the the different quarter to go into is important. And and basing out of a place where you're going to feel 
what it is that you're after. I, I, at the end of the day, I want to come back and I want to be able to relax. I want to have an authentic experience. I want to have good food away from all of the, the touristy traps that there are in certain areas, whether closer to the train station or closer to San Mark. Um, you're going to, you're going to get a, a more, like a, a local feel, a local vibe. And that's what people, you know, a few minutes ago, you mentioned uh, Trastevere. You you get that mm. or you got that local <laughs> vibe there yeah. years ago. And that, again, the cheese has moved and, and the shell game continues with that. But that's still what we're after um, here. And ho hopefully we're steering people towards where they, they want to be and where they're going to feel at home here in this foreign country uh, of Italy. So so that's quarters and and we could go deeper into, you know, uh, different areas. Uh, I, I would like to look at, okay, let's say that you found that niche of the place where you want to, to kind of base out of, and it's going to give you uh, the mobility. It's going to give you the option um, where, where you've, you've kind of oriented yourself. You know how to move around. What is there to do? Sure, if you look at a blogger's top 10 list, you've got the, the same 10 uh, suspects, you know, the usual suspects right. of places to go, things to do, things to see, the, the, you know, the, the same piazzas, the same museums, the same Duomos, etc. Okay, that said, what are some of your favorite things where if you were going back today, you'd be like, you know what, I want to do this again. And that again, because it it recharges or it scratches an itch, it does something for you that you love. Mm. Um, I would look at how much time I have, and then I would order my days kind of um, with the idea of the main the main you know site, right? So I would go back to St. Mark's uh, Basilica. I would go back to Doge's Palace. Bridge of Size, those are the biggest sites, but I would not do that without um, an expert guide with me. Um, I couldn't be happier with our guide that we ha have there. That is, you mentioned, you know, there, it's hard to find an, a, Ven a Venetian. She was born there. So um, she's a delight. And that is going to give you a whole nother experience into yeah. the culture. Um, so to coordinate kind of those big sites with someone who's local, warm, wonderful, that's huge. Um, and the other thing I wanted to check, yeah. I agree with that is when Brian mentioned at the beginning is the, the ability to land somewhere and have that person that gets you through the maze a little bit mm -hmm. and shows you the highlights and speaks into the highlights. And then you go back and you say, let's dig into that highlight a little more. Let's go inside or whatever but you're getting an overview and you're getting grounded. Like Brian mm -hmm. mentions, um, having that tour guide first, it's almost any city we talk about, but she's special. Mm. Um, and I think you did the Jewish ghetto with her I too. Did. Which was different so too. I, I would definitely recommend the Jewish ghetto as a, as a place to go to with someone who knows the Jewish ghetto. That was wonderful. Um, that's there's also, Conoregio? That that's Conoregio. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I would integrate some music or, and definitely you're on the water, integrate water. So for music, there's the, the beautiful, uh, opera house there, historic, uh, maybe go for a tour there, maybe even try to implement a show, you know, go in for an event. Um, but if you wanted, didn't want something so formal, you know, there's, there's more, um, uh, kitschy kind of opera performances that you can organize. And there's also uh, classical music that you can check and see if that coordinates with your time there. I love to integrate, um, all the different senses when I'm in any town. So the, the architecture, the sound of music, the, you've got the water Being there. The water too. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, one thing about the last trip when we went with, uh, about 16 of us and Brian was there is, I loved how we gave some direction and the customers or the clients just got on boats and they got lost. They went mm -hmm. to islands. They mm -hmm. checked out mm -hmm. islands on their own. Um, they went to the where, island. Where did uh, they go the that last time? They went to Murano. Did they go somewhere else? They went to Burano and then Burano is, oh. has a little bridge Burano. that connects oh. you to Manzorbo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Mazorbo yeah. is the location. It's probably the only opportunity you'll get to see nature and green mm. and it's lush. This is where they have a vineyard. Um, and that's a nice, another element to add to your and time in Venice. Most people don't go there and know about it. Mm. Uh, it's right. basically, I think they call it the Island of Churches, if I remember. But it's got a lot of uh, nature, a lot of nature and just a few churches. But there actually is a vineyard on there too. Um, and most yeah. people don't know about that. They go to Burano. Um, but they don't know they can walk 50 steps over a little bridge and it goes into this little island. Mm -hmm. It's really cute. Mm -hmm. uh, but our customers, that's something we recommend. Just get on Vaporetto, get on, you know, these water buses and hop the islands. It's fun. You can't get, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can't get lost. No. It gives some direction there. But I think that's the most important thing. Get away from that main island and go yeah. to the little islands out there. And to kind yeah. of hit on another quarter, which is Dosodoro. That has um, the Academia Galleria and also Peggy Guggenheim Galleria. So um, those are two great spots for art if anyone is um, interested in art. It's true because most people, when they think of Italy, they think of the Renaissance art, mm. the antiquity, but the Guggenheim's modern, right? So you get the modern art at the Guggenheim Museum, which customers like really into art, the, the, the Peggy Guggenheim. We'll yeah. Give you that Yeah, so you've got you've got these kind of mainstay things that uh, you can lean on. You've also got, uh, as as we're kind of alluding to, things happening throughout the year. I know you know we're we're in January here. We've got Carnevale, uh, and then you know we've got events, art events. I think you mentioned one uh, before we started uh, the show yeah. today. Um, the uh, Beniale, the 2024 edition. Uh, is here and you know that's going to run what April through November I think right. um, yes and then you're going to have times that you <laughs> that you should go and that you shouldn't go yeah. just based on uh, tourist capacity and everything but you've got you know it, it it's really smart to do that research and to say okay this is when I can be in town mm -hmm. in Venice I wonder what's going on. I wonder what there is special that, you know, is, is kind of this once in a lifetime, you know, uh, of, of hitting Venice at a special time. And, and like you're saying, I mean, some of my favorite uh, memories of being in New York is when, when you know, being there at a certain time, either for mm, uh, going right. to Little Italy uh, at the end of October and, and hitting oil, festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, or going and, and see, you know, I, I remember going to a, a jazz club one night, uh, yes. 11 p.m., 12 p.m. and just amazing. I mean, yeah. that memory has stuck with me for decades. And, and if I ever go back or when I go back uh, to Manhattan, that's going to be top of my mm -hmm. list again. And so, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we're just saying that's not something that, you know, most bloggers are going to, you know, if you're looking at Google search for you know, what to see Things and to do, do in Manhattan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah right. But it is something super memorable. And, and so it's not to be discounted or taken for granted is, you know, when you're in a place like Venice, do the, do the, uh, research and, and take a look at your timing of being there because you might have that memorable opera experience in Venice that you're right. going to, tell friends and relatives about for years to come. It's a dream. That's what makes a dream vacation mm -hmm. uh, because you just, it, the memories are so beautiful. Uh, it's not the staples, right? It's not the, you know, it's not the first probably walkthrough or the first, you know, going to St. Mark's or seeing the bridge of size. It's the, you know, I, like Denise says, she loved the Jewish, the, the Jewish ghetto and all the history behind that. That's something she would always remember mm -hmm. and the stories behind. It. I think it's the stories yes. and the people behind the stories. And like you said, walking into, you know, I even do this when I'm in Rome, I walk into a new club or a new bar and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'll always remember that first time going there. And of course, three years later, the place will be packed and it won't be the same, but, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> as you, as you were made aware with me, Brian. Um, but yeah, so what happens is, is you're exactly spot on. And I love the reference of New York because, you know, I think any town you go into Italy, it's big or small, you'll have a memory. It's probably not the gondola ride. Right. Mm. It's probably something outside of that, you know, so mm. it, it's spot on right there. Did mm. you want to talk about gondola rides? 
Right yeah. So, do we recommend that to clients, <laughs> or is it recommended to stay away? So Brian's been on a gondola several times. Should we have him speak to it? No, kidding. I've never been on a gondola ever. I've never been on one. So uh, I don't know if you have. I doubt you have, Brian, either. I I have oh. not. I have not. Um, Nothing's anything wrong with yeah. that. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, that. Was Denise, nice. what, what what's your impression of of gondolas? Is it worth the hype? I mean, I I mean, it's well, photo opportunity, but yeah. are you going to get taken for a ride in more more ways than one? I think you just have to be informed, an educated consumer. That's what we try to, you know, uh, set our clients up for success. Don't expect a bargain. This is a moment. You know, you are, you know, you are spending for an experience, basically. You're paying so, for a photo. Mm-hmm, yeah. You are, you <laughs> are. And there's an image we have in our heads that that is a bucket list thing for a lot of yes, people. Mm-hmm. And we would never dissuade them from that. Never t- have Anthony like be cynical and say, that's stupid. You know, like he yeah. kind of feels. But um, <laughs> it was stupid. Well, I just done one. well, yeah. Well, there's a reason why I've never been in one. But, um, <laughs> but I think it's super charming seeing the people get in. Um, you know, I've been at lunch before what, looking out the window and right at a little tiny. And that's what we do suggest yeah. is go find a quiet area where it's not you're not going to pay mm. a little bit more. There's for not that a queue of 15 mm-hmm. people waiting yeah. and they're yeah. just hiking up the prices. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know. A lot of times you're walking around and you'll, oh, wow, this this guy's just hanging out and I can come back here at dusk and go catch mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's worth I, it. I people. love standing on the bridges and watching the gondolas go by. And especially the 60s and older, and they're usually sleeping after their heavy pasta meal, you know, and so they're getting a really expensive nap in uh, on the gondola. And yeah, no, I'm I'm joking a little bit tongue in cheek here, but (laughs) yeah, uh, I it it is for me. I think the reason I've never uh, gotten on a gondola ride myself is just it it it, it's part of the ambiance that you expect Mm -hmm. that you anticipate being there. It's part of, you know, the, the, the features that you, you have in your mind. And, you know, it, it is that classic iconic photo opportunity, you know, that if you want to get your picture done in a, in a gondola and you're going to put that on your desk or wall or whatever, when you get back home, it's going to remind you of all the other things that you did, probably not that ride, but it'll remind Mm. you of being in Venice and it's iconic and it, it pulls you back into, like you said, that moment when you were mm-hmm. in Venice and oh but what i really liked was the the you know this event or that vineyard or the opera house or the music or the you know being outside in the piazza and just watching the kids play ball and and i just felt mm-hmm. like it it just had this homey feel where i felt like a local for 2 days and that's the 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 stuff dreams are are made of i think that's what we're what we're alluding to but yeah. any other thoughts on yeah, I have a thought. We were supposed to be at the Venetian in Vegas. We should have took the gondola ride there inside <laughs> yeah, the hotel. Is yeah. it the same? <laughs> We've done memorable. the one at Epcot. <laughs> Did we do the one oh, at yeah. We did the one I at Epcot. Yeah, yeah, that was free. That was free. You have <laughs> done a gondola ride. You yeah, lied. I do not remember. That must have been drunk. <laughs> you thought you, thought you had a clean me slate. In, <laughs> I, I thought I was on a whitewater rapids or something. She got me in the boat. <laughs> whitewater rapids, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's also the chance for people to uh sorry brian there's also a chance for people to um go to a little off the beaten path place where you can actually row your own gondolier and have like a little class super cute for families um Mm -hmm. but we just try to give people hints when they're getting ready to go you know this is don't jump in your gondolier and or gondola and expect that gondolier to be at your you know have respect for them they could actually earn more off in the mainland of in, in Venice town, they invest so much work and time and money into their, you know, their art, so yeah. to speak. We give um, several hints. Yeah, we, give we, you, we give you a lot of guidance before mm-hmm. you pick out a, a gondola ride or a gondolier. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's something we love to do. And, you know, and everyone has a great experience when they do it. Uh, but most 99% of the people, they just go near the Rialto Bridge. Yeah. You know, how much is it? We jump in. 
The guy's been burnt out all day. We don't, we don't look for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's blame it on the Germans who we talked about last week are the number oh, one nice. <laughs> tourists and three times as many as the Americans. But no, I'm, I'm teasing. Um, no, we, we did talk about the German food that you were offered on your last trip to Venice. And uh, I think uh, along with a, a bourbon and a tequila yes. or something mm-hmm. as you yes. sat oh, down and everything's yeah. in yes. German. So as we sat you know, down and but but to to kind i I don't want to conclude the episode without talking about food because it is an important part of the experience even in venice and venice has um of course just like every major city in every region that has its own thing its own cuisine Mm -hmm. and there are some particulars that people need to know about uh, you know, what to eat and what to look for um, in Venice. And so let's start with the appetizer, the, the ap- apero, aperitivo time. Mm. Um, what, what is there that's different and unique about Venice? Well, I think the biggest thing, it doesn't even have to be at aperitivo time. It's, it's a chichetti, right? They have their own, um, what they, chichetti, I call them chichetti bars, but you know, um, but I love it. They're little, you know, a lot of fried foods and it's mm. chiquetti bars. They're like two to five it's, it's, euro we're, for we're little dishes. Tapas. Yeah, tapas okay. pretty much mm-hmm. from the Spanish. And I like it because it's so unique. And Brian, you can mm. correct me. I don't know anywhere else in Italy that it does this type of tapas. Not, not in just Italy. like this, no. Yeah, it, it no. Is, it is pretty unique, yeah. Yeah, you'll have fried maybe some fish, fresh fish. You'll have even fried mozzarella balls. You'll have, um, you know, olives. It's all. And I like actually like doing chiquetti crawls and go to three or four different bars and try all different (laughs) food. I love that. Um, And then I get a defibrillator at the end of the trip. But, you know, (laughs) so. A couple of negronis and a cigar (laughs) and you're right as rain. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I love doing that. And there's plenty of them, right? And that's, that's something, once again, that people didn't know about before Instagram and uh, before, um, you know, bloggers, but it's, it's, it's something you should try and should do is to try the chiquettis uh, and go out and yeah. find that, you know, some of the, the locals uh, where the locals are in, in some of the quarters that we're talking about. Um, and regarding food and outside of aperitivo, of course, even now this season right now is where duck duck is very popular. Um, people wouldn't think, Hey, I'm in, I'm in Venice on the water. No duck is huge. In these fall, nah, midwich winter, more of the fall months, um, duck. Go find duck on the menu because there's swamplands and there's a lot of a lot of wild duck that they bring into the restaurants. So if you see duck in the fall, in in Venice, you know you're in the right restaurant because they're bringing in probably mm-hmm. fresh from uh, being shot and killed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, obviously we are talking seafood because we were at the yes, sea. Exactly. Yeah? We yes, exactly. We're right there. And so <laughs> yeah. um, a lot but of But I think seafood. that's why I said duck because of that, because people think yeah. seafood. I think people don't realize that. Right. You know? right. No, I, mm-hmm. absolutely. I, it's, an, it's an important uh, thing to add to what people look for on the menu. And, and that is something that not a lot of times, I mean, you don't find duck a lot <laughs> down here in the South, um, <laughs> no. but in, in Venice, yeah, absolutely. And You've got a lot of great seafood um, and fish uh, to 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 choose from, but for for those that maybe are are looking more um, towards land animals and mm-hmm. land mm-hmm. produce, what 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 are some other features that that you you remember that are standouts uh, when you're in Venice? You've got to try the X. Well, I think I think uh, which is really pot the pasta actually the squidding pasta going back to seafood but squidding pasta is really really uh, popular there when it comes to the type of pasta um, we see it I'm not a huge fan of squidding pasta um, but I, you know it is something that I see on a lot of menus and what would you what would you say from uh, uh, other foods that you like there well you know sometimes I you know if we've if we're there even for three nights your lunch your dinner you're you're pretty much seafood heavy um, and sometimes clients of ours don't even like seafood. So what do you do, you know, aside from duck, aside from just your pasta? And if you're at a restaurant, you can always ask for pasta marinara. Um, they'll definitely make that for you. But um, uh, I think, you know, there's actually one place that we we would recommend for land animal, um, which would be, you know, um, beef. the beef, mm-hmm. uh, which we would never say to a client, hey, go order a steak while you're in Venice. But 
we've tested this place, tried this place, and it's really good. Mm. So that's our like little back pocket place for so people it is who don't possible. even like it. It is yeah, possible. to find something. Yeah. yeah. Shockingly, yeah. it was Shockingly. really good. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and then you get, you know, we always say this. We do. Denise says this and she means it. We have customers that don't eat any seafood. So we have mm. to, when we go out to Venice, you know, oh, we don't eat duck either. All right. What do you like? I just like straight pasta. I like steak and pizza. You know, and of mm. course, there's going to be some pizza there. You know, they'll they'll come up from Naples and they're bringing tomatoes in from Sicily, whatever, right? And we've talked about that. So you do find those, but you, you know, it's like anything else. I am not going to Tennessee to get Italian. I'm going to get hot chicken or I'm getting barbecue or whatever. But you know, I'm gonna like I'm not a hot chicken fan. Well, you are, right? I'm I'm still gonna hey, do, can I get Italian? And I'm gonna you know, yeah, there is a couple of Italians. It's the same thing when you're in Venice. Mm. We will try to find food that's to the palate of the customer that we're at, what we're talking to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's super important. I mean, you know, uh, and, and a lot of people don't do that research. They, they think, okay, mm, it's Italian food. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. anywhere you go in Italy is like walking into an olive garden. God forbid <laughs> that that should be our standard, but uh, that is a lot of times what's in people's minds. You know, uh, I was in Trieste a few years ago and I remember you know, Trieste has a large influence of um, the the Slavic countries there. Mm. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it's centered around, it's got all this influence from the countries around it. And what I, what I love was trying things that most people would not think of uh, as Italian food. They have these buffets and yeah. I, I am like a staunch opponent of anything oh, buffet-esque. Like yeah. but, but oh my gosh, uh, incredible. I mean, there's so much German influence and Slavic influence. And, and, and uh, you know, uh, it, it's so unique. And the beer houses. And I mean, you don't think about, I don't think about Italy as being really proficient <laughs> yeah. at, at beer. Yeah. It's, it's becoming, you know, more of a thing. But, um, you know, there's uh, a... a kind of a, a we we often you know we we often talk about the difference between because we were just talking about the western coast the the Italian Riviera now we're we're talking about the eastern coastal area from Venice up to Trieste and there's also the difference between you know Illy and Lavazza mm -hmm. coffees and I mean that's yeah, a yeah. big you know it's, mm -hmm. it's almost like being in Sicily and talking about arancini down here and if you're in Catania you talk about it one way you talk about it a different way in Palermo but you know, you go to some of these towns like a Trieste and you find out, wow, there, there's so much there to imbibe that is authentic local cuisine and the way they do it there. And it's a shame not to dig Try down that. into mm -hmm. that that city that you're in or that region's cuisine, even if it wasn't kind of on your list uh, of things, you know, but it, it, it helps you experience like a local the authentic and and just the realness of of a culture and and get everything out of it. I think that's what makes the experience so rich. Yes, and hopefully people can have that open palate at least try. I do have to ask you at the Golden Corrale in, in Trieste. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so Italian. Uh, Corrale di oro. <laughs> Did you try the boiled ham? I've always wanted to try the boiled ham in Trieste because that's like I guess it's a big thing, and I'm like, it doesn't look yeah. appealing, but I would try it. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I I really enjoyed uh, okay. some of the beer houses that I went to and and the buffets there. Um, and we're that's talking, you know. More of the meat uh, buffets. That's that's what we're talking. That's the kind of buffet. It's not it's not your uh, Shoney's <laughs> or Golden Chicken Corral wings. all you can eat. Yeah, situation. These Mashed are historic. <laughs> these are yeah. historic uh, buffet houses mm -hmm. or uh, birreria. The you know uh, beer halls there mm. with that really again um, yeah heavy kind of Germanic German. Austrian mm. Slavic influence there. That that's a shame to to miss and and it's a shame not to you know take the uh funicular up into the mountains and get the panoramic view above trieste um so i don't know maybe one day we'll do a, an episode on trieste but you know if you're in venice and you're based there 
That's true. And you have an extra day. It's a, it is a great trip Mm -hmm. to go Mm -hmm. see Trieste for a day. Um, why not when you're, when you're up in, in that, that area. So is there anything else, uh, as we're, as we're kind of wrapping up and concluding here, don't forget to do this Mm. on your next trip to Venice. Any, any final thoughts here? I have a couple of final thoughts. So, um, because the Carnivales hosted there each year, you will have um, artisans who still make mm-hmm. from their hands, from their hands, hand make. They make um, with the feet, actually, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they hand make um, these be- the beautiful um, Carnivale masks. So um, there, you will see them everywhere in Venice. I would, I would push you to not buy one off any old street cart and go look for the artisans. We know a few, um, that's a really cool thing to do. Um, because there's a story and they've been doing that and there's not, not many of them left anymore. Um, so I, I have one of George Clooney. I have one of George yeah. Clooney I yeah, walk yeah. around every day with and he has me wear. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might need a little bit of a wig, though, to pull off Clooney. Exactly. I'm just saying. Thanks. But, uh, I mean, but yeah, flip the mask over. And if it says made in China or PRC, then maybe it's yeah. not a local artisan. Uh, yeah, we, we want to push yeah. people to support local. And I appreciate that, that thought mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that is a huge souvenir. Because it, it, is. it is iconic. So is the the glass, right? Blown glass. That's a another handicraft that if you can find a place where they're actually blowing the glass and yes. you mm-hmm. know where it's coming from um, and you can see the artisans, that's a tour that we recommend all the time, right? I'm going to go back to the mask. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back to the mask. The thing about the mask is Murano glass, I can buy it a lot of places, right? You can... I mean, of course, you're getting it from Venice. You're getting it shipped. I wouldn't carry it back. I would definitely get it shipped if it's glass. Mm. Um, But the mask is something you can go in and say, can you make that for me? And that's what we did as a family. And then, you know, weeks later, it ships and it's a memorable. You can hang it up. You can put it on a shelf. But that's a nice memory where the glass is is something if someone sees it, oh, they got a glass or they got a lamp or whatever. I love the idea of a mask because it speaks to Venice, speaks to Carnival, and it's made for you. So I just I love the idea of definitely that remembrance of being in Venice and you you don't have to worry about carrying it. And, you know, that person will make it for you. I I think it's a Mm. I think it's fascinating that you have something that, that you can remember Venice by. And the last thing I'll mention, just because I just did it and I really liked it, oh um, was I had to take a little time out. Everybody else was off doing things, and I kind of regretted I made this appointment until I got there. So I made an appointment to have glasses custom made to my face, right. um, reading glasses. So yeah. I showed up at the place four generations, a darling little old man who didn't speak a lick of English. I had to walk down this little alleyway to his tiny little office. I had an interpreter there with me and I had the most unique eye exam I have ever had with him. <laughs> and then, and they, then had, they had machines from the 1400s. It was the coolest thing. Um, and then they spent about an hour with me picking out the right colors, frame style. I got two, two peers sent back to me about two and a half weeks later with a wonderful note. They were WhatsApping me. I loved that. And they're reading glasses? They're what reading an experience. And then driving glasses. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have on right now? I have on ch- the cheap ones. <laughs> <laughs> However. She's wearing $10 from Amazon. Killing me. Yeah. So you know how it is. You have multiple peers in the house. But when I want to look nice, I put on my Venetian Those are her fashion glasses, going out on the yeah. town, Anthony. So basically, yeah. she doesn't wear it for yeah. us. That's no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I just go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Always a joke. Well, that, that is a, I mean, but that is a super unique experience that like probably is on nobody's right. radar. Um, exactly. You know, doing some and, and I what, say that. Why did be- you? Yeah. Mm, t- okay. Tell us why you, you chose to, to do that. Well, I wanted to do it because it is something we want to offer to clients. So I wanted to know if, it, if it's wonky, what it's like. Mm. Is it mm. meet my expectations before I can recommend it to people? And it did. Taking one for the, the team. Box. I took yeah. one for the so team. So right well, yeah. <laughs> I knew nothing about this, Brian. I need glasses. My glasses are 20 bucks. But, I'm you know, going yeah. next. Hey, it's a short flight. I got a direct flight yeah. next week for me. I'm going. Brian, we already, we already, we already checked the box. <laughs> you but I blocked my card already. Is what you're saying? All right, all right. But I say that to say 
that it is okay. not your typical thing you would put in your itinerary, right? Yes. And yeah, a lot of right. times I even question sure. at the last minute, why did I book this for myself? I'm missing out on something greater. No, it was awesome. Mm. So I just say awesome. that yeah, to sure, kind of push memorable. push people to kind of, you know, challenge yourself to do something unique like that. Good. Yeah. So you think we think should have it. her on podcast more, Brian? Or what do you think? Well, let's vote for that on the. Uh... I, I, I love, yeah. I think the the audience has already spoken. So, um, no, I, I loved having you on today, Denise. Thank Thanks. you for sharing some of your your perspective and stories. Uh, super helpful for us um, and for those that get bored listening to two, two old guys uh, all the time. It it uh, this is going to be a highlight for them. So, thanks for spending time with us and sharing. Uh, your knowledge and insight of, yeah, this wonderful city of Venice. All right, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. If you're thinking about going to Italy, go to Italy with Bella. Check us out online anytime, italywithbella.com. Sign up for your free consultation with Anthony, his wife, Denise, uh, who you got an earful from today. Uh, that's <laughs> a free consultation where, uh, yeah, no... Um, no timeshare in Canada waiting on you. No, you do get free uh, luggage for a consultation call. Get, okay. And, a, and again, Zoo Knife. Yeah, we're not going to do that game. Uh, it's just a free consultation. If you end up coming over uh, to Italy with Bella, we know it, uh, it will be experience of a lifetime. So anyway, uh, see you very soon, uh, Anthony, and hopefully Denise. And hope that you tune in to listen to us again next time. In the meantime... Uh, ciao and arrivederci. Arrivederci. Ciao.